Lord, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. That's who he is. He's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. I'm going to share some things with you this morning, and we want to say happy Mother's Day to all those mothers that's present, amen, and all those mothers that's uh, watching online, our online community, we'd like to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Of course, we know that Mother's Day is all the time, amen. We never get a break. Can I get amen, women? Amen, amen. And that sometimes men, are, there are some men that uh, perform both roles, so we'll have to say to them, happy Mother's Day as well to them because they're performing that, that duty as a mom. But we, we give God praise and glory for that, and we thank God for your presence. Uh, <clears throat> this morning, we, we uh, want to go to the book of Exodus. Going to the book of Exodus. We're going to the book of Exodus, Exodus, Exodus chapter number 33. And, you know, as I said before, the Lord uh, uh, this week and last week and uh, been ministering to me and talking and sharing what he would like for me to deliver. Uh, And first, it's a blessing to me. And... um, as we some oftentimes do when we sit uh, before the Lord, and that's something that <clears throat> most people don't take the opportunity to do, is to. And I, I'm privileged. I'll put it that way. And the reason why I'm privileged because I'm retired, and everybody that's that's uh, works, you know, don't do not have that opportunity unless they get up very, 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 very early in the mornings. Amen. <clears throat> but I'm privileged to be able to sit and sit before the Lord and hear what he has to say, and dine with him, and I'm, I'm thankful and grateful for that. Now, today we want to talk about the ways of God, the ways of God, the ways of God. <clears throat> uh, Exodus chapter number 33, and a little bit about the background, the children of Israel had, had been, um, <clears throat> the Lord had released them from bondage out of Egypt. But, of course, like anything else, they had become disobedient. They were hard-headed. Uh, and sometimes, um, <clears throat> as leaders, we have to um, go before God, or he had Moses had to go before the Lord in order to get a decision on what his next move was, what was his uh, next um, step or the pathway he had to take. So here he is now. He's, he's in conversation with the Lord in Exodus chapter number 33. And we're going to <clears throat> begin to dissect verse number 13. Uh, <clears throat> I want you to stay close with us because I'm going to kind of slowly teach it, hopefully, prayerfully. I'm not going to get too excited, I don't think. But whatever God says, amen, amen. Exodus chapter number 33. Looking at verse number 13. Now, verse number 13 says this. He says, now, therefore, Moses is talking to God. He says, now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, um, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. 
and consider that this nation is thy people. Because, see, God was upset with the folk. He was upset. They uh, <clears throat> decided they was going to outcall in the orgy. They want to have a party, you know, and Moses is away, and here they are. They, they're they're uh, getting caught up in things they ought not to. And so now Moses, in his petition to God, what he says to God, if he has found grace in God's sight, if he had found the kindness and the favor and love and mercy of God, he said, if I have found that, then he says, show me, show, show me. To show means to to know what he was saying, God, I want, I want to know you. He's saying, I want you to instruct me. And then he says, I need some understanding. But most of all, I want you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know your ways. The Bible talks about how God uh, showed Moses his ways, but he showed uh, the children of Israel, the people, his acts. He, and when you know God's ways, it's a whole lot different than experiencing the acts of God. Because when we experience the acts of God, sometimes we don't, we don't want what's coming. It's almost like the wrath of God. And so Moses says, I, I, I want to know. I want you to show me some things, God. I want you to reveal who you are. I, I want to know you in totality. And, and it's, it's the same way with us today. We need to ask God or petition God for us to be able to see and know who he is and get an understanding of the ways of God. See, now God's ways is very unusual. But I love how Moses put it. He said, now, you said now I, I, I've, I've got grace. You said that. I have favor. You, you said that your kindness is toward me. Your love is still toward me. So, therefore, I want you to reveal yourself to me. And then he says, he says now, he said, you need to consider the people. Okay? When he talks about the way, what he's saying now, he, he is saying, I want to know the path of God. See, the word way means the path of God. All right. Now, if we would, let's just travel a little bit. Let's go to Psalms chapter number 25. Psalms chapter number 25. Just want to teach us and allow you all to sit with me and dine as I, as I previously sat with God and dine. Remember now, we're talking about the ways of God. So Moses is wanting to know God's ways. So when you go to Psalms uh, chapter number 25, now David is saying the same thing. So there must be something to knowing the ways of God. Now, in verse number 4 in Psalms uh, 25, verse 4 says, show me, David's talking. He says, show me thy ways, O Lord. Then he says, teach me thy path. So the way of God is, is the, the path of God. And I thought, and, and, and as God showed me and revealed me to me what David was saying, David asked, 
for the Lord to show his way. The way and the path is the same thing. The path is a road that has been well trodden. It's just like this. If you go into the park, there are certain places when you go into the areas of the park, especially if you're going to go where it's a wooded area, there are paths in, in, in the park, okay? And people have continually gone down a certain path, and it's trotting down so you're able to follow the path. So, so David says the same thing Moses says. He says, I want to see the path that you took before I ever showed up on this earth. See, if I can know the way of God, the path of God, then I'm able to get to the place called heaven or obtain eternal life. It's trotting. I mean, many people have walked down the path, and we can see where they have gone. It's a pathway. If, if, if we ever go into an area and you do not see a pathway, you're apt to get lost. Amen. You, you are apt to get lost. So, so then God goes on and he says now that pathway are the imprints of God's feet along life's journey. See, that's what we too need to ask God. I, I want to know your ways and I, I want to know the path that you have taken because the path that God has taken are the imprints of his feet. See, if you can see that pathway in your own personal life, then you can see the imprints of the feet of God in life's journey. See, life is a journey. And every day, every situation, every circumstance, it presents certain paths that we have to take. And sometimes we have gone down that road before. And sometimes that road, thank you, Holy Spirit, that road is trodden down because we have traveled that same path so many times. Have anybody traveled the same road and it looks like the scenery is familiar? Thank you, brother. Amen. So like, I've been this way before. I mean, the, the, the path is easy to go down this road, but there's something about that. And when you think about it in our minds, we have to understand, even though we're going down sometimes difficult paths or easier paths, we have to understand we, if we look close enough, we will see the imprints of the feet of God. And she said, well, how is that possible? See, when you see the imprint of the feet of God, that means, okay, I've been this way, and he's leading me, and and the way, the path is very, very clear. So David is saying the same thing. Show me, reveal me the path of God. See, the way we get off track is when we don't take the path, the path of God. Amen. Because sometimes we can take a path, but it's not the right one. But you'll be able to know whether or not it is God's footprint or is it something we have decided to do on our own. But here it is, David and Moses is asking God for the same thing. So that lets me know it must be important to know the path of God. And on life's journey, you've got to know the path of God. Now, let's go now. Let's go to Psalms 77, chapter number 77. Amen. We won't be with you long. I understand it's Mother's Day, but we also need to hear the word of God. Amen. Now, the next thing David says in Psalms 77, chapter number 77. Are we there? We want to look at verse number 13. So 
We're talking about the ways of God, the way of God. Now, verse 13 in Psalms 77, it says, Thy way, O God, is in the what? His way is in the sanctuary. Hmm, interesting. And then he says, Who is so great a God as our God? So then I, 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 I said to the Lord, okay, God, you said now your way is in the sanctuary. Help me to understand. That means I need to know about the sanctuary. If I'm, if I'm going to understand the way of God, then i got to know and understand what the sanctuary is. That was a song that we used to sing years ago. Lord, make me a sanctuary. Tried and pure, tried and true. Okay. So, so I thought about that song, and I said, well, Lord, teach me what is a sanctuary. Now, he gives me this. He says, now, the, the sanctuary and its purpose is a place of habitation of holiness. It's a place where, where God resides, habitation of holiness. See, if we take that song that says, Lord, uh, uh, use me as a sanctuary, let me be a sanctuary. One that's tried and true, that's pure. That means the holiness of God resides within us, the sanctuary, okay? He says now, he says, not only is the sanctuary is a place of habitation of holiness. See, we got to be careful what we put on the inside of us. Because God lives on the inside of us. He abides within us. And then the next thing he says, the sanctuary, I don't know about y'all, but I do this a whole lot. The sanctuary is a place of refuge. See, you, you, you when, when, everything, when the winds of life is, is, is blowing and, and, and it's stormy, when life's journey gets stormy, then you can go down off in yourself. That's a, a, it's a refuge. Your sanctuary is a refuge. You can, oh, Holy Spirit, <laughs> you can go and hide out and hang out in the sanctuary. Amen. Because, see, that's where the holiness of God is. And that's where the the presence of the Lord is. It's in the sanctuary. See, the presence of God is within you. And so, when the, like I said, when the storms of life are are raging and, and, and storms are going on, you take refuge in the sanctuary. So, he said, thy way, he says, thy way, because, see, David went through a whole lot. And he knew how to run to the sanctuary within himself and find refuge. See, that the sanctuary is a place where you can find refuge. Not only that, it's, it's also where, where spiritual truth resides. See, when there's spiritual truth on the inside, see, we got to know that the God's word is on the inside of us. Amen? It's where the spiritual truth resides. And not only that, but the, the sanctuary is a place of enlightenment. It's a place of enlightenment. David says, he says now, he says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, he said, then he understood therein. In other words, he was saying because he could not understand why the wicked was allowing, why God was allowing the wicked to do all these things and how he, they were able to continue. And he had gotten jealous over the wicked, but of their prosperity. But then the Lord says now, David says now, he says, I could not understand. Because he says, my foot had almost slipped. 
In other words, he almost lost his way because he was envious of the wicked. But he said, I did not understand until, until I got an enlightenment. Where did he get his enlightenment? He says, in the sanctuary. So when, 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 when we have troubles and when we have situations and circumstances and things we do not understand and we can petition God and have questions for the Lord, and it's okay to ask God a question. Amen. Then God will give us enlightenment because he gave David enlightenment. He said, they're going to soon be cut off. He said, don't worry about that. But he almost lost his way because he was envious of the wicked. So in the sanctuary is where you get enlightenment. See, within you, God's word, that spiritual truth, it will bring you enlightenment. And say, so that's one of the ways of God. See, God loves us so much. He has given us everything that we need. That we don't have, oh, Holy Spirit, we don't have to look outside of ourselves to get any answers. Can we get amen? We do not need to look outside of ourselves to get an answer to life's problems because all the answers that we need, those spiritual truths, are on the inside of us within our sanctuary. Amen. So, so David, David understands and he hears and understands what Moses is also saying. Hmm. His way is, is, is in the sanctuary. Now, Look at the next thing that he says, verse number 19 in Psalm 77. He says also this. <laughs> he says, thy way, he's talking about God. Now, David's talking about God. He said, thy way, that path, is in the sea. Interesting. He says, thy way is in the sea. And thy path in the great waters, and thy footsteps are not known. I looked at that because when I dropped down from, he's saying that my, the, the way is in the sanctuary. Then all of a sudden now, he, he, he reveals something else to David. He says, now, my way is in the sea. Hold up, God, the sea. See, see, you, you got to think spiritually. And, and in the natural, when you, when you look at the sea, when you think about the sea, and God say his ways, or his way is in the sea, if you put anything in the sea, you can't see it anymore. If you lose anything in the waters, you can't see it. So God says, David is saying, he said, now God's way, meaning in the sea, he said, there are hidden things in the sea. See, there are are hidden things of God that that we do not know. They they seem to disappear, but yet they're they're there. See, there there are helps from God, and sometimes we don't see the help. Sometimes it looks like it has been buried in the sea, but yet it is still there. He says, but but your, your, your footsteps, see, you're able... Spiritually, to understand, no matter how things appear to be hidden, you'll know through the power of God that God's footsteps has been along the sea. It's amazing when we begin to, to, to think about the things of God. 
It may have, ooh, it may appear to be lost, but it's not. And the reason it's not is because you know the ways of God. And the ways of, it, it, ooh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Even down to sin, God said he throw them into the sea. See, that's God's way. God's way is to take our sins and throw them into the sea. But man's way is to go fishing. Amen. God's way is to throw them, cast them. They'll disappear. But man will get out that fishing pole every time. Can I get amen? And he'll throw that thing out there and he will, he will, he will fish and he will throw that line out there until he thinks that he has something. But what he does not know is that's not the way of God because if it was the way of God, God would allow him to pull that stuff back up. But when God casts it aside, it's no longer there. See, that, we have to understand the way of God. See, sometimes we get so uh, uh, sidetracked because we focus on the, the wrongness that we've done in, on our journey in life that we forget God and throw those some things away. Some people carry some things they've done 15, 20, 30 years ago. They still got it fresh in their mind. But that's not God's way. God has gotten rid of that. Amen. So he says now, he says now, he said, thy thy footsteps are not known. See, God says, my ways are beyond finding out. His footsteps. Sometimes when we think that we got it, we know the way that God going, all of a sudden God make a turn and go some another direction. And we over here thinking, oh, yeah. We think he's going to come the same way all the time. He does not come the same way all the time because, see, the Bible says his footsteps are not known. See, if you're going to know his every footstep, that means you're going to know everything about God. And you will, God will not allow any of us to know everything about him. No, no we're going to show that through, through, through Moses. Now, let's go back now. Let's go back to Exodus. Exodus chapter 33. Exodus, mm, thank you, Holy Spirit, chapter number 33. Hmm. God's footsteps were not traceable. Hmm. Okay, Exodus 33. Looking at verse number 14, he says now, He, he says in verse 14, he begins to talk about the presence of God. He wants God to go with them. And he, because Israel had cut up, he, they, he wanted, them to, to, wanted God's presence to be with them. And he says, now, if, if you're not going with me, God, we can't go. And that's the way we need to be in our own lives. If God is not going, his presence is not going to be with us, we don't need to do anything or go anywhere unless you know that the presence of God is going to be with you. Amen. Now, looking down now at verse number 18 in Exodus chapter number 33, verse 18. Watch how he makes a change. Watch how he makes a change. Talking about Moses now. He first, he wants to know the way of God. If he's found grace, he said, God, I, I want to know your way. I, I want to know your way. Now, in verse number 18, things changes. Moses says in verse 18, he says, And he said, I beseech thee, show me 
thy glory. That's a change now. Four, he wants to know the way of God. He wants to know the path that God takes. Now he's asking for God to show him his glory. Found some interesting things. I, this is where I, I really got excited <laughs> when, and, and, and sitting down in the presence of God. So when we think about glory, we think about the splendor of God. We think about the magnificence of God. We think about things that are all glorious when it comes down to God. Hmm. But glory, God says, is more than an image. I said, okay, God, what are you talking about? This is how he and I talk. Okay, God, what are you talking about? Glory is more than an image. Well, well, well it's, it's, it's more than something that we cannot see. So then he says this to me. He says, glory is divine unity. It's divine unity. That's okay, God. Help me to understand what you're talking about. Glory is divine unity. Then he gives me this. He says, it's a, and this is glory. It's the blending of the mind of man with the mind of God. I said, woo, God. His glory is the blending of man's mind with the mind of God. That's powerful. That's awesome. When you think about, when you think about that God has taken you, taken this your little mortal mind, and he has blended it with the mind of God, that's glorious. That, 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 that is phenomenal because see, then that puts us in a different place with God and a greater level, a greater understanding of who he is to know the ways of God. My mind blended with the mind of God. How? And I, and I am a wretched sinner. Just saved by grace, but, but glory. The blending of my mind with the mind of God. It was awesome. And then, as I was excited, I was excited now about the blending of the mind, the glory of God. I was right. No, I was still sitting. I was still sitting. No, I was riding. No, I was still sitting. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I was still sitting. I heard a word in my in my studies in my sitting there. I heard this word, and this word was abstract. Oh God, what does abstract have to do with the ways of God? What? Why did you interrupt my thoughts and begin to talk about the abstract, the word abstract? So I immediately went to look it up. I said, God, I, I got to know what this means. So that, that's something there on that hunt. There's something that's there. So he says now, abstract is the existing in thought, not having a physical or concrete existence. Hmm. So what does all that mean, God? An existing in thought, not having a physical or concrete existence. Dealing with 
the mind, the blending with the mind of man and the blending with the mind of God, that at one point it looks like it did not exist because, see, man was so rebellious. But And man had sinned. But yet God says even though it existed in the thought and had not revealed itself in the physical or concrete existence, God says, well, it's going to come to pass. The blending of the mind with the mind of God. Remember he said the word abstract, existing in thought. But it had not revealed itself in existence. Okay. All right now, Lord, what, sh- give me, give me scripture, God. I, n- I need to, I need to have some scripture. What they say, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little bit and there a little bit. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. He takes me to the book of Philippians. Let's go to the book of Philippians. Amen. The book of Philippians, we're talking about the blending of the mind of man with the mind of God. And we're going to look at Philippians chapter number 2. Are we there? It says now in verse number 5. Remember, he says that glory is the blending of the mind of man with the mind of God. How is that possible? Chapter 2, Philippians, verse number 5. It says this. Let this what? Mind be in who? In you, which was also in who? Christ Jesus. So in other words, he said, now, let the mind of Christ Jesus be in you. You the man, okay? Christ is the divinity part, and all that is blending together. He said, let this mind be in you that's in Christ Jesus. So, so that's the blending, that's the glory, that's the blending of the mind. So when we take on the mind of Christ Jesus, then we have just blended our mind with God. That's phenomenal. Is it too much for you? See, we, 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 we got to know the ways of God. See, man's ways are to demote you. Man's ways is to make you think you're nothing, you're nobody. But that's not the ways of God. Hmm. God said, I'm on you, my offspring. And because you are my offspring, then you need to have my mind. And we, can I do it? God's mind on paper. This is God's mind right here. His mind's on paper. His, his mind is right there in his word. If you want to know the mind of God, then go in his word. And when you go in, oh, Holy Spirit, when you go into the word of God, you begin to, to read and study and know the mind of God. God's mind is to love you. God's mind is to care for you. God's mind is to protect you. God's mind is to deliver you. God's mind is for every man to come to a place of repentance and that we all have that eternal life to live again. See, that's God's mind. See, God never gives up on us. See, that's, that's the ways of God. That's the mind of God. But the only way you can get the mind of God, you've got to allow your mind to blend with his mind like the mind in Christ Jesus. Oh, God, that's awesome. I feel it, y'all. I feel it. Woo, I feel it. Mm, 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 mm. Now, let's go back. Now, let's go back to Exodus. 
Whew, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The ways of God. The ways. The ways of God. I love the ways of God. I love the ways of God. The ways. Now, Exodus 33. Now look at verse number 19. Remember now, Moses wants to know the ways of God. And then he asks to see the glory. But watch what he says now, or watch what God does. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay? Verse number 19 says, and he said, watch God. God is saying this. He says, I will make all of my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Now, wait a minute, God. He, he, he asked to see your glory. God began to reveal things, but all of a sudden God shows him his goodness. See, we need to know and understand the goodness of God. See, we don't know the goodness of God the way we ought to know the goodness of God. Because God will take care of you. He says now, 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 and God says now, he says now, I'm going to be gracious on whomever I want to be gracious on, and I'm going to give render mercy or show mercy to whomever I'm going to show mercy. Because, you know, sometimes when it comes down to man, we don't like to show mercy, do we? We like to receive mercy, right? But we don't always like to show mercy. See, that's the way of God, showing mercy. See, we, we, don't want, we don't want to be gracious. We don't want to be kind. But see, that's the way of God. That's the way of God. So he said, I'm going to let my, I'm going to show you my goodness. See, we need to start looking at the goodness of God. You know, oftentimes we, we, we sometimes we do, we do know the severity of God. We, we know when God releases his wrath. But see, in the midst of God's wrath, oh, Holy Spirit, in the midst of his wrath, you will also see goodness. Think about it. When, 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 when God was supposed to just take us out, when we, when we knew we were outside of the will of God, God showed us his goodness and then allowed us to come into the fold. He, he could have cut off, cut us off, but because of his goodness, he said, I'm going to have mercy on them. Have you ever been in a situation you know you should have had the wrath of God on you? And all of a sudden, the kindness of God shows up. Thank you, brother. You've been there, ain't you? Amen. Yeah. See, 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 that's the goodness of God. You, you got to see that. You got to watch God as he, see, as we watch God for whatever he do, it's just like, I hear your Holy Spirit. It's just like in a storm, when storms take place and, and there's rain and there's tornadoes and hurricanes and, and things being torn up. At the end of the storm, you will see the sunshine. It looks like everything is, and it is, not just look like, but it is. Everything appears to be greener. Another thing is like new growth. See, see, and most times when things happen in, in, in the life of people, when there's a storm or there's a tornado, when things that are going on, sometimes those things that's replaced are better than the things that we've lost. Amen. Huh. Yeah, you, oh, I hear you. I hear you. You see, see, before the storm hit, thank you for the illustration, Holy Spirit. Before the storm hit, you were living in a shack. Amen. But by the time the insurance company got through, 
Uh, you no longer living in a shack. You living in something pretty nice, right? Well, you might have been in a single wide, now all of a sudden you're in a double wide. You see, see, you got to see the goodness of God in every, every situation. So God said, I'm going to show you my goodness. Mm, Holy Spirit. And watch what God says now. What he says in verse number 20, Exodus chapter number 33. Now, verse number 20 says, And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. Okay, God? He said, I can't see your face. <laughs> Okay, now he says, in verse 21, he says, And the Lord said, watch this, And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. Okay, what is he really He's giving it, oh, let me read the rest of it, and then we can go into it, okay? He now, he says, now, there's a place now. You can't see my face. He said, but there's a place by me. Then he says, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And then verse 22 says, and it shall come to pass while my glory passes by that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock. And will cover thee with my hand while pass by. And 23 says, And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. As I looked at that, I said, God, teach me, reveal to me. He says, you can't see my face. Well, and I was like, God, why is it that you won't want me to see your face? I was, this is where I was riding. You remember, I got a little while ago, I was talking about riding. Now, this is where I was riding, and God says this. He reveals to me that the word face means presence in the Hebrew. It means presence. What God did And what he was doing was he was revealing the history of mankind. He was, he was revealing something. I began to look up something. I said, my God, how is it Moses, 80 years old, when he begins to take on his, his ring of ministry, but yet there is so much history that he knew about even before he was born. So God says now, he says, I, I, I'm revealing. And this is what he said about that face also when I was writing. He says, your face reveals your history. That's what he told me when I was writing down the house. He said, your face reveals your history. Your face reveals what you've been through. Think about it. You may think people can't read you. <laughs> but the spirit can. Your face reveals everything about every line, every bag, the time. Your face reveals everything about you, your history. That's awesome. 
You know, about that time I wanted to shout in my car, but I was only 85 and I couldn't do that, you know. It, but, but it was awesome. And then I said, Lord, people can look at me and they will see my history by looking at my face. So God says, now I can't let you see my face because, see, I'm not going to let you know everything about me. Because if we know everything about God, then we think we'll know, we'll know more than God. So, so God says, I, I, what I'm going to do now, because there's so much I want to reveal to you, I'm going to put you in this cliff and let you stand on the rock. Okay, God, I'm going to put you in a place of refuge, protection. And then I'm going to let you stand on the rock. I'm going to let you stand. See, now this is the future part God allowed Moses to see. I'm going to let you see the rock. I'm going to let you see Christ. So, wait a minute, God. That's awesome. He says now, I'm going to let you hide in the cliff. I'm going to put you there in this cliff. Because he's already revealed the past. And now you've got to see the future. Because Christ... It's going to be the future at that time. He, he, he revealed to him, Moses, he revealed to him the first chapter of Genesis. Let that be. Let that be. He reveals to him, before that, he reveals to him, he allows him to see the darkness that was here before mankind was ever on earth. How do you think Moses got all that stuff? How do you think he was able to write all that down? God had to reveal it to him. He wasn't here. But he said, now, I'm going to show you the rock, Christ. I'm going to show you Christ. I got to really. And see, that was another thing he showed me. He says, now, it was also revealing to him about the smiting of the rock when Christ was smitten for our transgressions, our infirmities. See, he revealed so many, so much to Moses. But then he says this. Hmm. He says, verse number 23, and this is our last verse. 23 says, in Exodus 33, he says, And I will take away mine hand and thou shalt see my back parts but my face shall not be seen see when you think about your your back parts the back of you it really does not show or reveal your true essence of who you are so he says, now, as I'm going by, I can only let you see this, because you can't see the true essence of who I am. He, 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 he goes on, and he says, now, it's like this. He says, it's just like it's saying Psalms 91, and verse number 1. He says, now, he said, what I'm going to reveal is just going to be a shadow of who I am. When you look at Psalms 91, he, you know, he talks about the shadow of his wing. God said, I'm going to let you see the shadow on my backside of who I am. That way you'll know the ways of God. He said, because if you, you cannot see the, the fullness of who I am, but if, but you can track me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He just gave me that. He, he says, now you can track me by following my ways. 
If you want to track God and if you want to know where God is going and what, what, what God is doing and what he's up to, begin to track his ways. In other words, walk on that, that trodden path that he's already walked. That's powerful. The ways of God. The ways of God. How many of y'all want to know the ways of God? And not always the acts of God. You want to know the ways. You want to know his ways. But he, he being God and who he is, he said, my ways are beyond finding out. There's so much to God. There's so much to him. So much to him that we have only scratched the surface of who he is. I'm like Moses. I want to know. I want him to show me his ways. I want to I know his ways. I want him to instruct me. I want to know the ways of God. Y'all know the ways, no. Be desiring. Never expect God to respond to a question that you have the way we think he needs to respond. Because he will give you a different answer. But he'll give you the answer that you need. Can't show you everything about me, he says. But I'll let you see the shadow. And see, the thing about the shadow is the shadow is powerful. That's see, if, you, if we can just get in the shadow of, that's power. Just the shadow of his wings, that's powerful. God help me to lay down. See, now every time you go outside and the sun's shining and you mess around and see the sh- a shadow down on the ground, you're going to think about the shadow of his wings. God got a way of revealing who he is by using the word shadow. So every time you go, oh, oh, God, shadow of your wings. If I hide myself under the shadow of your wings, you got to do that, God. See, you can take this, the mind of God, and everything in creation reveals who he is and what's in his word. See, we have to get there, body of Christ. We got to get there to be hungry for God, to be hungry for him. And I tell you, when you dine with him, oh, you're going to have a rich meal. Oh, oh, you'll be satisfied. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But I'm willing and I'm thankful that he has merged this old mind of mine. I've taken on the mind of Christ. And when you, our problem is when we see one another, we don't see God. We see man. But if we look at man the way we should look at man through the eyes of God, we'll see the glory. We will see the glory of God. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. I pray.